0: You guys will be excited about this one. Yeah, so that's questionable. It's so questionable. Uh, I thought as soon as I saw him coming, I'm like,
1: oh no. Welcome to the
0: Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Questionable to Return podcast. I'm with my buddies. Mike, hello, and Pete, hey, hey, how are you guys feeling today after your guys' little game-a-thon?
1: Very, very exhausted.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm, actually, I'm feeling pretty good right now, but I only got like an hour of sleep.
1: Yeah, Pete, Pete's doing a lot better than I am. Uh, we stayed up for 24 hours playing video games last yeah, night. Just for fun? Mm-hmm. No, all in the name of charity. Someone's uh, only for charity, do. I yeah. like it. For Someone's charity, do. Yeah, we'd never do it overnight. Without yeah, no without
0: it for charity, so that's good.
2: Yeah, so there's this organization, extra life dot well, extra life dot org is the website, extra dash life dot org. And they um they have a gaming day, which is actually November third, but uh I have one that I'm doing that day, so I wanted to do one separately with my friends. So we got together, spent twenty four hours straight, kind of. I kinda was in and out past five AM for like three hours. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, But but we generally spend 24 hours playing video games, hopefully getting people to donate money and for Children's Hospital. How on earth did you guys stay up that
0: late? Or um, that long, even?
1: We were pounding coffee almost all day, uh, starting from early in the morning until the next morning. Also, of course, because it's video games and some board games mixed in, Mountain Dew was flowing like water, Skittles m So was it like a beer pyramid of Mountain Dew cans? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, um, I
2: think there's maybe two Mountain Dews left out of two cases.
1: Yeah. And and everyone, how many people? Four. Okay. <laughs> four full time. And then we had some drop-ins just to check on us.
2: Yeah. But they didn't drop in for too long. So it was mostly us. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly
0: us. We had a lot of coffee too. Yeah. I feel really bad. I was supposed to
1: attend that, but it sounds like you guys had a, had a good time. It was just a raging success. It was a great time, except for that I'm just running on fumes, possibly hallucinating from lack of sleep, but uh, I'm going to make it through this. Oh, this is going to be good then. Yeah, it's shame,
2: shameful plug, though. If you want to donate, you can donate at extra-life.org slash participant slash Pete Cozy, P-E-T-E-K-O-Z-Y. Oh, so man. if you want to donate to a great cause, go go on there.
0: So let's do a quick rundown on what we're going to talk about today. Um, Badgers get completely dominated by Northwestern. Uh, the Bucks continue to stay undefeated. Got a big um, undefeated matchup coming up Monday against Toronto. And a little bit more NBA talk going with that. Um, Packers lose a close one um, to the Rams today. We'll talk a little bit about that. And if we have a little bit of time, we'll talk some fantasy football, hopefully. Let's see how that goes. First off, let's lead
2: off with some corrections from our last episode. So, if you guys are listening, you guys and girls and everyone out there listening, we did it, we did have a couple mistakes. We're we're kind of new at
0: this. That's okay though. I will say we are up over a hundred downloads.
1: I like it. That that's pretty good for two episodes. That's a benchmark. That's a first benchmark. One hundred downloads.
0: And it's crazy that is. I still don't know if that is downloads or streaming clicks. So we're gonna figure that out. One day. One day. I think, so, I think there's gonna be millions. Millions of streaming people. I, I just don't understand.
1: There might be millions right now, but only 100 downloaded.
0: Yeah, sounds good. All right.
1: All right. So first off, Machado is still not a brewer. Sorry, Mike. Yes.
2: Scope. I meant scope. Scope. Okay. Scope. Everyone knows that now. All right. Corey Hart has been retired years. He retired years ago and will not be in the outfield next season should have been Corey Ray. Corey Ray. Corey yeah, Ray. I was, were you, I was wrong. Were there.
1: you confusing him with Corey Hart, the former brewer, or Corey Hart, the singer, the sunglasses at night? I still have him confused. I don't I know not know. Never the surrender. Difference. That You no. get You get those two Corey I Harts get, confused. I get him confused. I think we should just drop Corey Hart from all future podcasts. Okay. Noted. All, yeah. Noted. Okay. Bucks shot 46 threes versus the Pacers, not
2: 47, and definitely not 46.5 because that's impossible. Sorry about that. All right, and then we have more than three fans, our mothers. We have our fathers. Well, maybe only two of our fathers. uh, We're still trying to convince Mike's dad that he is funny and knows sports.
1: He knows. He he will agree that I know sports. He won't argue, but he does not find me funny. I was just trying to get him to play 20 questions with me based on what I found in his cat's litter box what the mystery <laughs> item that the cat ate was, and he said he was not interested in that game, that that's not a fun game for him. If if anybody's wondering at home, it was a rubber band. We were looking for a rubber band. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not
1: in a rubber band. Just, the cat ate just, it. He's, he's eaten uh, Christmas tree needles, uh, tinfoil in the past. Now he's eating rubber bands. And destroyed your mouse, too. Yeah, broke the, my nice gaming mouse by running full speed and getting the cord caught around his neck. Why we have pets will be a different episode. Yeah.
0: And to be perfectly honest, our wives, Pete and I, Pete's wife and my wife also are big fans of the show. So shameless plug to them, too. But speaking of good input, um, we have some people who actually wrote into to our mailbag. So before we get into that, you anybody can give us some feedback by going to Our website at questionabletoreturn.com, clicking the mailbag link, or if you are one of the few people out there that actually knows how to email— not many people really do—mailbag at questionabletoreturn.com. So our first questionable mail comes from Cosman, and it's not like male as in male versus female; it's male as in email. Email. or mailbag? Uh,
1: Sorry. Okay, bad. good. that's good to yes. know. I'm glad you cleared I don't that want
0: to, I don't want people to like, get offended that we're calling them questionable
1: mail. Yeah, because that's we'll, not allowed in 2018.
0: We'll, we'll adjust
2: the saying of what the section is.
1: <laughs> so, Cosman uh, emails us.
2: I'm not going to go verbatim of what he said. Uh, he pretty much says the Packers stink. The Brewers suck. Oh, the Brewers did good. The Badgers suck. Sorry about that. He uh, names Jeffress. Talks about him for a little bit. Uh, we also was him so unfortunate. Up. yeah, but uh, the main thing I want to talk about in his email he says, the bucks, I don't care. <laughs> wow, an undefeated team in Wisconsin, and I don't care. I don't care. He said once they explain the actual explanation of traveling, I still will not care. I see peewee basketball where they take as many steps as the pros, but the little guys get called on it. Again from Cosman. Got any thoughts
1: about that? So I don't know how old Cosman is exactly, but maybe he's used to the NBA of the past. Hip 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 hip. Where now you do see a lot of attacking the basket. The NBA now is it's all shooting threes or attack the basket. And we have players in the NBA now that are like guys we've never seen before, like Giannis. With his size and athleticism, he takes those long steps to the basket, and especially when doing Euro steps, it looks like he starts like 20 feet away and does just travel and put the ball in. But by the rules, that is not traveling. Right, it's not. And yes,
2: there are some players out there that do travel, and we hate it. Harden. But. (laughs) Did you sneeze? I don't know. I don't know what that was. I tried to (laughs) sneeze. tried to cover it up with Harden but yeah so we know there's there's some guys out there but I think a a thing this year with Giannis is that he has had a lot of turnovers from traveling and from just blowing over people too but that's something he is working on so.
1: And I guess the way you should look at it is Giannis is our guy it's nice that we have a star player who can do that kind of thing like if you're going to get frustrated I could see if you weren't a fan of the Bucks, or Giannis was on a different team, but he's our guy. So just, just embrace it. Yeah. Embrace if he doesn't it. get called on it, that's awesome. Yeah. So we get we finally, we finally
2: getting in those calls.
1: So our second question in the mailbag comes from Chris. He did not say where he's from. Uh, this might be Chris from Ireland. I saw we had uh, a download from Ireland. So thanks Chris from Ireland for writing in. He's a big Packers fan. Uh, I guess there's some Packers fans overseas and he wants to know how in the world can Green Bay justify keeping the cross-eyed idiot on the staff after the season, and he's referring to McCarthy. And I just want to say hes we com- anyway. Yeah, I would. I just want to say he's completely off base here. I mean, McCarthy is not a cross-eyed idiot. He's a lazy-eyed idiot. He wants to know though, <laughs> if we were to replace McCarthy, where would we look for replacements? College coordinators any thoughts on some names you guys might like I don't know to be honest
0: um I, I get more jealous seeing Mike McVay right take care of us today and even Nagy in Chicago
1: I would say the biggest name out there is probably Josh McDaniels Patriots offensive coordinator he left and coached the Broncos that was already about 10 years ago where was that Tebow Broncos? Uh, I believe he was just before Tebow. Just before? We might have to stats and corrections yeah, next we'll, week. We'll, I'll write that down.
0: I feel like he was with Tebow I want to say but maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. maybe it was a Kyle Horton.
1: But he went back to the Patriots has been their offensive coordinator again if he is going to be a head coach I would say he's ready now he's in his early 40s now he was in his early 30s before that's probably the biggest name but like Andy just mentioned Nagy was a guy you know, most people didn't know his name, but he's under that Andy Reid offense. He's a you know a good offensive mind for the modern NFL, working in run-pass options and really finding ways to use guys in space and maximize their abilities. So, except for playoff decisions, I don't want him
0: anywhere near either a two-minute drill or a big playoff decision making don't want him at all but leading up to that I'm happy to have anybody in the Andy Reid system yeah. I do question Belichick's coaching tree like they haven't been that
1: successful that's a fair point yeah especially guys you know as of late Romeo Cornell had left uh Charlie Weiss now yeah he kind of failed with Notre Dame too with yeah a few teams I don't even know where he is now he's with Kansas yeah in but college.
2: I I'm kind of on the other end I I like Mac I I think he's been given like the wrong material to use for this team. I don't think he's been given the correct players to play with, I guess. So he's been given sticks to build a house and what do you expect? It's going to be blown down. You know, on defense they've had the missed picks are just racking up. Right. So you hope that that without I mean as as much as we love Ted, Ted kind of got old and and he made some bad decisions, maybe up there and with picks and stuff, and it kind of it's kind of hurt us in the in the future. In His the,
1: last few these, drafts these were not good. Years. But are you surprised that McCarthy stayed after this past off season, where basically they decided to clear house?
2: I'm a little surprised, but that's the same thing that happened with uh, Mike Sherman. You had Thompson come in, and he kind of kept Sherman because he had a proven track record. Uh, I I don't know I. I still just go back to what he's given on what do you expect a guy to do when he? Yes, you have Aaron Rodgers, you have all this offense, but you your your defense, you're missing so many picks. You 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 haven't hit that Collins, that you haven't picked up a Woodson, you haven't done anything to help out and get playmakers on defense.
0: I think what worries me even a little bit with Mac is, as a fan, and even as a big a fan as we all are, and as much football as we've seen. I still shouldn't be able to predict 90% of your plays. Right. I shouldn't be able to sit and watch a game and be like, oh, here we go. It's going to be a run play. But I, I just don't see the creativeness as I, I, that I see from other coaches. And maybe it's a chain of scenery that will help with that. Maybe not. Maybe it is, like Pete mentioned, personnel-based. And maybe part of the rebuild, getting some new players, maybe that will help. I mean, I'm pretty excited with that running game. Like, Jones looks fantastic. Um,
1: the young wide receivers look to really be coming along. Like, Veldes Scanlon looked really good right. today. I haven't seen much to get excited about in a while from our offense where I saw something like, oh, that's, that's a new wrinkle. That's something unique. The last time I really remember like thinking McCarthy was a good offensive mind was four years ago, the 2014 season. Packers went to the NFC Championship game, lost to the Seahawks, in that big collapse. But that season, uh, we played the Patriots at Lambeau and beat them. And I remember in that game, he he was really, that was peak using Cobb in the backfield. And there were times he, he did some things with motioning Cobb out of the backfield and got like a linebacker, defensive end like Ninkovich on him and was hitting Cobb for these like wheel routes. And I was thinking like, that's fantastic. We've never done that before. And he's busting it out against the Patriots. Like, I love McCarthy now and after that though it's it's been about four years, and i I would say I haven't had that feeling again since then
0: but just to summarize i don't I don't think he's going anywhere I mean to be honest, I think especially after the showing today, I think they kind of redeemed themselves a little bit, especially the defensive side. I think that looked they looked much better there um aside from a poorer choice by Ty Montgomery, I think we would have saw another interesting um two minute drill by Aaron. That is it all he asked, or is there, was there a three-part question to that?
1: Oh, that was that was the the main things he wanted to know. Um,
0: I do remember was, him going a little bit over the top, talking about shopping Aaron before the that, trade deadline.
1: I didn't know if that was just uh, a hot take, or he really was wondering. He was wondering if Aaron Rodgers is tradable,
0: and right? I just. I'll I'll put this to bed. Let me just I'll take my stab at it. You guys can either say yep or like you're an idiot. But my general thought is one: you just paid him a boatload of money. He's not getting traded. And hate to break it to you, but we are in a rebuild. So he's part of it.
1: Yeah, I think it's crazy to think about trading him. Yeah, there's a rebuild
2: happening right now. We can we can kind of see it.
1: Well, thank you, Chris and
2: Cosman, for your questionable woman, male, 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 woman, male. I don't know how to say it now.
1: Questionable e- mailbag. E-Z? E- not email, not E-female. E-Z, I believe it is the correct pronoun.
0: All right. So let's talk a little bit about the Badgers
1: lost to yes. Northwestern, which was really embarrassing, I feel. A lot of people feel like this was a really embarrassing loss, but looking back on it, since 2000, Going into this game, the series was actually even at six apiece. So their last 12 matchups were even. And in 2016, the last time the Badgers played at Northwestern, they won. And that broke a four-game losing streak in Northwestern. So they've lost five out of their last six there. It's actually been a tougher place to play than most people expect. Just looking at the series now, since the new millennium uh in 2000 it's now seven to six in favor of Northwestern is there anything more to say about the Badgers except for their season's pretty much over their season's over uh I mean injuries have killed them uh bad 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 choices resulting in
0: player suspensions
1: yeah no Quintez Cephas but I think this is where it really shows how much the Badgers kind of overachieve based on their recruiting because they've been a top program for several years now without ever landing five-star recruits. They just don't get five-star recruits. They got one 10 years ago, Josh Oglesby. Everything else is three- and four-star recruits. And now when you're losing starters, there's no depth to replace them. This isn't Alabama or Ohio State where you have some four-star guys sitting on the bench that's going to step in. So I think it's just it's kind of a wake up call that the Badgers, you know, they may seem like they've been a power in college football, but they're they're doing it based on overachieving and coaching. I guess if you want to keep one glimmer of hope, um Northwestern is
2: atop the big ten right now at five and one in conference. So you have the Badgers at let's see here. Badgers are three and two. Iowa is three and two, and P- Purdue is three and two. Uh, Northwestern and Iowa do still play against each other. So if if we want to root for the Badgers to be in that championship game, we have to root for Iowa. We do have, but we do have Penn State. So that kind of gets
1: gets tough. And and I think that uh, that shows Northwestern's coach Pat Fitzgerald. I think he's underrated on the national scene. I mean. Northwestern is a school you don't think of much, and you shouldn't. Th- it's the smallest school in the Big Ten. They're at a disadvantage with recruiting. They're just not a sports school, and he's put together some pretty good programs. Yeah, they've the been on the cusp for the last couple of years. I feel like it's always, oh, they're almost there. So. Yeah, and especially with Jack. I guess I got to mention Jack Cohn starting in place of Hornibrook. I wasn't surprised that they lost at Northwestern. And if anybody was saying, you know, Hornibrook's terrible, we should replace him. There aren't any. <laughs> saw the there aren't many there are, options. There aren't any options.
2: There. But it doesn't help when Taylor only has forty six yards and he and f- two fumbles. Fumbled twice. That was huge. And then you you get three interceptions from Nor- Northwestern, but you can't do anything with it because, of course, your offense
0: was nothing. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's fortunate we're in a, kind of a lost season, I think, at this point.
1: Right. Get ready for the the Sun Bowl or Sun Bowl. You've kind of vaguely heard of once before. Because every team
2: makes a bowl game,
1: pretty much. Yeah, guaranteed. It's
0: never, it's no longer a a honor to make a bowl game. All right, let's move on to a like a winning team here in Wisconsin, yeah. undefeated Milwaukee Bucks. They take care of business on Friday night against the Magic. Or Was it Saturday?
1: Uh, it was Friday. A- after Saturday? being up after being up all night, all the days are blending together.
0: Let's just put it this way: they beat the Magic. They beat them handedly.
1: Right. I remember watching. That at Pete's house. Yeah, that
0: was that was uh, Saturday night. Okay. Yeah,
1: they okay. So they let off
2: let off the uh, the week against the Knicks. They beat them 124 to 113. Big Three dominated that game. The they live and die by the three continues. Uh, the next game they play, they they had four games this week, so it was kind of a tough slate for them. Um, so to the be six and all right now, I think it's pretty surprising. You don't, you don't really see four games during a week in the NBA much anymore because they're so concerned over over how many games they play. Um, so then they played the Sixers Wednesday, uh, Wednesday I believe. It was 123-108, to 108, again, winning by double digits, and that game was pretty surprising to me. I thought the Sixers would throw maybe a better fight at them, but uh, Giannis had a triple-double. I think uh, Simmons had a triple-double too. I mean, it was crazy stats in that game, actually. Lopez had a huge game in the second quarter. He was shooting threes like crazy. He was 5-for-11. They come back, I believe, Friday. They had back-to-back Friday and Saturday. The Bucks, uh, they played the Wolves. They were at the Wolves. Uh, they beat them handily. That, that Wolves team is just a disaster, a mess. They have the Butler situation going on. Butler barely played that game. He had under 10 points, I believe. And uh, Giannis had 15 and 12 again. He just keeps dominating.
1: Yeah, it was kind of fortunate scheduling to catch Minnesota early in the season. Right. There's... Yeah, because that's still a pretty talent. They have a talented squad, I feel. Like, they'll still
2: be decent in the West. I mean, the West is stacked, but...
1: Yeah, but we caught them right early in the season where the, they have uh, a, a lot going on off the court that they're trying to sort out. So, you know, maybe Butler's traded away by later in the season. Right. And they're a different team.
2: Yeah, and then they played the Magic Saturday night. They won 113-91. Giannis had a, quite a scare, I feel. He had a... Hit his head, I believe. Now he got elbowed. Elbowed. I'm on the temple here. What what did he say, Mike,
1: after that game? I believe he said he was knocked out. <laughs> That's not what you like to hear. <laughs> yeah, but he he played it off as it wasn't a very big deal
2: for a guy being knocked out only only playing 19 minutes. He scored 21 points, so I'd say he can get knocked out any game, and he, I'm fine with it. And
1: he came back into the game, which you know yeah.
2: seems a little odd. He played angry. Yeah, when he got back in, it was impressive. Yeah, but DiVincenzo had had 15 off the bench. I mean, you had uh, during this week. You kind of to summarize it, you had the Bucks just kind of killing. I mean, they brought the, the Knicks. Kind of came back, but other than that, I mean, they've been just
0: looking so it, dominant out there. It's pretty impressive. Well, that Magic game. I mean, Magic only shot 33 percent. Bucks were over 50 percent. I mean, you're gonna win. <laughs> I think almost every game you're gonna have that big of a differential. But I think what we're seeing right now with a coach bud team is they're playing a much they're much better defensive team than they were a year ago it just is even the re- rebound differential like they were 30th in the nba last year they're number one this year like they're playing defense they're rebounding well it just like it's a completely different well-rounded team
1: it really is night and day from the jason kidd led bucks especially the three-point shooting i can't believe how many threes they're taking yeah. and also making
2: Yeah, I have uh, the numbers on that. So the total for the four games, they shot 59 of 159 for 37% from three-point land. I mean, you kind of break it down game by game. They were 17 for 40. They shot 42% against the Knicks. They shot 30% against the Sixers, shot over 40. They shot 41% against the Wolves, shot over 40. And the Magic, they didn't shoot as many threes. They shot only 33s, but they were 33%. They still won by 22 so, I mean, you kind of look at it, and yes, they are shooting 40% and winning by 30, by 11, but they're still only shooting 30% and winning by 15, and where does what does it come down to? I think it comes down to their defense, and comes down to Lopez and Ilyasova. I think those two guys mainly have made a huge difference on this team with the, their outside game, but also, I think Ilyasova makes a big difference in hustle plays, too, so... But I really do defensively. They've just been so much better. They look quicker on defense. Bledsoe even looks like he's getting so many steals. Uh, the steals are through the roof, I feel, with this team too.
1: Yeah, you at least feel like there's more effort on defense, which I think is huge. These these players are re- responding to Coach Bud. Uh, in one of the games, uh, I think it, maybe it was the game before the Magic game, uh, Henson, they were running a play, and Henson went the wrong way. He was supposed to like go to the right and set a screen. He went left and immediately coach bud called timeout and he spent the timeout just talking to Henson with the marker board. And like Henson's like, you know, he's owning up. He's like, I, I did it wrong. I played it wrong. And they come back out, they run a play and Henson does it right. But that's just kind of the mentality of this team is like coach buds demanding, like this is the stuff we work on. I want to see you run it perfectly in games. And, so far the results uh, speak for themselves
2: yeah it's kind of I don't know if it's scary or it's been a, quite amazing watching that it it's pretty much anybody can shoot a three too like Henson shooting threes I never would want that in the past and this guy's hating threes he, uh, he sure he had some that were pretty bad I think I posted it on our Facebook page of just a joke of one of the shots, it was really bad. But he came back in the next game and he hit. I think he hit two or
1: three of them. Two yeah. of them at least. I might have to eat my words. I said earlier, like everyone on the team can shoot threes except for Henson, but he had another game. Everybody knocks him down. Yeah, everyone. And Chris Middleton is shooting fifty-seven percent from three on the season.
0: That, that guy's th- gonna get paid. That guy, that is, guy gonna is gonna get, get paid. But do we pay gonna, him?
1: Yeah. What do we do with Middleton?
2: Yeah, let's kind of talk about Middleton. I mean, is he twenty-seven now. Yeah. He's 27 now. Prime his, of his career. His scoring is up. He's he's averaging through early through the season. He's he averaged averaged 18 last year, and like five three points attempts per game. But he's averaging 21 per game, five five point eight rebounds, three point two assists, and it's uh comes to 34.4 points per 48 minutes, and he's 57 percent from three point land. Like he, the way he shoots those threes too, he's like like step back threes. Like he's just shooting like Curry. Yeah. He's just coming down and shooting threes and making them. It's it's the pace that he's having right now without like LeBron and and maybe the East kind of shifting a little bit. I think he's on pace for an All-Star.
1: Yeah, he was he was in the conversation as a borderline All-Star last year and just got left out and some people thought he was a snub. And this year it certainly looks like he's going to make the All-Star game and he kind of came onto everyone's radar in the playoffs last year. When he was playing really well, so I think that only drives his value up though, because as it sits now, wouldn't we have to pay Middleton more than Giannis is making? Giannis actually has a team friendly deal, right. making twenty five million a year. Like what what would Middleton get? Thirty million a year?
2: Yeah, I don't know. And then how do you? I guess I guess how do you pay him? Like I I I don't have the the free agent stuff up right now, all the numbers, but. Aren't the Bucks kind of in a tough
1: situation cap-wise in the future? Yeah, so we have a few guys that their contracts now look like they're a little overpaid. You know, Del Vadova is probably the biggest one because he's been relegated to deep on the bench. But Henson also still makes decent money, but Bledsoe comes off the books after this year. So do we basically turn Bledsoe plus Middleton's money into just... Middleton. Middleton if you look at it that way
2: blood so coming off the books I think that could help you to sign him I, I think you have to sign him no matter what I think you have to find a way because he is a good complement player to Giannis Giannis is that drive but he's the kick guy he can he can give you those shots but he can also take over a game as, we, as we've seen already and I think with with Brogdon progressing the way he has and DiVincenzo looking the way he's looking, I think you're you're sitting at okay for the number one and number two uh, positions on the
0: court. So with that, we're going to look forward to the Bucks upcoming this week. they got an early challenge with also undefeated Toronto on Monday night.
1: This we, will be a contest for who takes over first place in the East, both teams, 6-0. I think this is... is the first real test for the Bucs. They did play uh the 76ers, and they did play the Pacers. Yeah, they've we're had a couple good tests. I mean, the Sixers were
2: were full force too. They didn't sit anybody that game. So and they, s- they still
1: have had some tests, but they were both they were both at home, I believe. Yeah, and this game against Toronto's also in Milwaukee. Also so in Milwaukee. So they have had, you know, a fav- favorable schedule, but you know even if you're playing some of the bad teams in the NBA you want to see them beat up on the bad teams if the bucks are a, a legit you know contender in the east you you beat up on teams like New York
0: so let's look at Monday what worries you about the Toronto matchup i mean they're pretty pretty even teams
1: yeah i think it's toronto's defense seems to be like completely different with getting Kawhi, and i am going to be very curious to see what their game plan is with defending Giannis, I would assume Kawhi Leonard tries to stick with Giannis as much as possible the entire game. So I don't know if that means we're going to be looking for a lot of driving, kick, and get ready for another three-point barrage.
2: Well, yeah, live and die by the three. I mean that's just how it's been this year. But I just I think it's so hard to 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 guard. All of the Bucks right now. I mean, you have Lopez. I think is the huge f- X factor for the Bucks. How he's been just sitting outside, and how they have all f- four guys just sit outside, and Giannis can do whatever he wants, and then you can't double team him. And if you double if you double team him, you're most likely to stop Giannis. But if you don't, he's just gonna do what he does, and he's gonna dunk over you. So I just think this team is almost unstoppable right now. I don't know. I I don't I don't. I would love to see what another team's going to do to stop
1: them. It it is funny. Lopez, you know, he's a seven foot center, but this season he's only averaging two and a half rebounds a game because he plays out of the paint so much. He's shooting 41% from three. So he clears out. Giannis has the option, you know, drive the lane. And
0: that is by design. I mean, that's why you have your Silva too, is the, uh, you want to stretch the court out as wide as you can to leave the whole area open for your best player in, in Giannis. And, if that means you lose out on some rebounding, I'm
1: okay with that. I have noticed how often when Giannis starts coming up court with the ball, that all the players just go to the four corners. That's the that's like the starting position for the half court offenses. Everybody get to a corner, and then we'll either run a play or let Giannis drive. It's like old school four
0: wide. Yeah, it just run to usually kill time or to completely isolate your best player and make them come up big and make something happen, which lucky for us, we have the guy of the NBA that can just do that at will, it seems.
1: Yeah, so far so good. You you see the results. It's gonna be an interesting one. I mean points per game.
0: Toronto's seventh. Bucks are fifth. And we're we're like I said before, first in the league in rebounding. They're ninth. I mean it's it's gonna be a pretty close matchup. They're they're pretty similar. It's one and two. It'll be interesting. Only, only one of us will be remaining at the end of end of Monday night. Yeah, they
2: were the the last two undefeated teams too in in the NBA, which is kind of surprising. I thought the Warriors would be undefeated, but they have
0: one loss on the season. So, so let's talk. Let's talk about a little bit NBA in general. So we'll start off kind of what we did last time with with the uh, the NFL talk. Let's do a little bit with the uh,
1: the NBA. So let's start with the West, the heavily armed West. The West is just, it's so much better than the East. It's, it feels like it's not even close this year. Uh, I mean, there's obviously Golden States that are going to be the talk of the league. They're probably going to win the title again. When you look at just up and down the quality of the teams, I mean, the Rockets and Thunder, those have been good playoff teams for the last, they're struggling. They're They're both both, one and four right now. yeah. 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 Yeah, which is surprising to see that.
2: But yeah, looking at Vegas wise, they have the Warriors at 62 wins. Next would be Rockets at 56, Jazz 50, Thunder 48, Lakers 48, Nuggets 48, Pelicans 45, Spurs 42. That rounds up the playoffs that Vegas says. So I mean, some some of those are upticks. Uh, the biggest one would be the Lakers. Of course, they have they've got the big ticket. Out of the out of the East, that's which another, actually helps the Bucks. I love that. Yeah. I'm glad that he went over to the West. But.
1: Yeah, I mean that's another team you could talk about. It's surprising that they are where they are. They're two and four. Uh, a lot of people were ready to just they have LeBron pencil him in for fifty wins, and that hasn't been the case so far.
0: Yeah, it's like not so fast. And it's like speaking of the Lakers, what is going on with LeBron? It seems like the NBA now where we used to think everybody wanted to go play with LeBron. Yes, I want to win a championship. I'm going to pair up with LeBron and make it happen. It just seems like that's not the case anymore. There's a bunch of players that have been linked to Los Angeles, and since they've signed LeBron, it's been, no, I'm kind of avoiding that. So a couple of players I want to kind of break down. Um, Kyrie Irving, like his, his wingman, shortly into last season decided, I'm not playing there anymore. Get me out of here. And that's the infamous trade that he went to the Celtics. And even they got Isaiah Thomas coming back, and he was a big alpha dog coming into, in, into Boston and coming into um, Cleveland. Just wasn't the same player anymore, and didn't and didn't really have chemistry or connection with with LeBron. And then others that have been linked to LA is Paul
1: George. Like he completely avoided that and decided not to. Everyone thought the Paul George one was a lock. Right. Like he he was basically like telling the Pacers, "I'm I'm going to be in LA." And that never happened, and even Kawhi Leonard talking about he wanted to, he's going to be a Laker, he's going to be a Laker, and,
0: and somehow made no push to go to L.A. And, and stayed in Toronto. Now Jimmy Butler wants out of Minnesota and makes no mention of going to L.A. and basically said, I don't want to go to L.A., actually making that, that a point not to go there. So with all that
1: being said, is now having LeBron James a liability? I do wonder if some players just look at it as you're signing up to basically be like one of LeBron's like sidekicks and everything that goes right is credited to LeBron and everything that goes wrong is blamed on everyone else on the roster. You saw that a lot in Cleveland.
0: Right. And even Kevin Love, when when he gets asked that directly, he's very coy about his responses and kind of plays up that, well, that's kind of what you what you get with playing with, Le, with LeBron and, and it's worth it's worth that. Kind of playing around with, yeah, there's some dirt that gets thrown up by playing with LeBron, but it's worth it because you get a chance to get to the NBA Finals. And I'm not sure everybody agrees with him. I mean, these guys played together for so long, and I'm sure they share stories, and it just seems like more players are now avoiding the trip to L.A., which I'm interested to see how kind of that all plays out. But just, don't you think it comes down to also is
2: that the Lakers are kind of almost like a new team. They lost... I oh, mean, they lost a lot of players. They lost Dang, Ennis, Frye, Lopez, Randall, Isaiah Thomas uh, to free agency, or they waived them for it to get LeBron. But then they add Stevenson, Rondo, McGee. I mean, they added some players at least, but they're not players that you're saying. But they're they're in the West. Like mm-hmm. uh, nobody's going to contend with with the Warriors. Let's just admit it. They got Cousins. Like we still have not seen what they're going to do with Cousins,
1: totally. Well, do you think the Lakers then could start to gel as the season goes on, this group of veterans with the young guys they have, like Kuzma and Hart and that Lonzo Ball, that the Lakers are going to get better then? Yeah, I would think so.
2: I think that's a, that's another thing too. You kind of mentioned those those younger guys, and, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like they're still a couple of years out anyway. So I question LeBron and why would he go to L.A.? Like, just to be home, I guess, because he has a home there. But I just question him. Why Why would you go there when you know they're probably a couple years out with their young guys? I just don't, I don't know. I don't understand why he would even go to L.A.
0: I just think it's a crazy team to be a part of right now. I mean, you have the the circus that is LeBron James mixed with, like, Lonzo Ball, that whole situation, that circus. And he's just I, – I think he's almost awestruck. You see Le- like the runs of ball, he's not any better than he was a year ago. It's the same story, just different chapter with that guy. I don't think he's made that next step yet. I don't know if it's because he's with LeBron now, so he doesn't know where his place actually fits. And I'm interested to see what kind of what the Lakers do because they they made a lot of offseason moves, and most of the guys can't be moved until after the December. I won't forgot what the NBA calls that, but if you sign a player, they can't be traded until after like what is the December fifth timeframe. Yeah. Well, so I don't even think they make a
1: move until then. Yeah, in a league where everyone seems so sure the Warriors are just going to win it again, you have to find other things to keep the season interesting. And the Lakers, you know, they're one of the most interesting teams because of yeah, LeBron, and also going forward, you know, what's their plan? Are they want to carve out cap space and they have to sign another big name guy? But we'll have to see who that ends up being because. Some of the guys you mentioned now seem to be on the, off the table. I mean, Paul George is with the Thunder long-term. Right. He's not going to be LeBron's sidekick. I think what makes it interesting
0: is I was listening the Bill Simmons podcast, and they were kind of talking about, and he's a big conspiracy guy. Right. <laughs> he thinks like the Paul George thing was a conspiracy thing by the NBA, which I think is, is, is laughable. I mean, the NBA wants L.A. to be relevant. They want Boston to be relevant, and they want Houston to be relevant. I think getting all those – teams better helps them i mean they had a increased market share last year when both the major league baseball and and nfl all went down and they had that uptick without any competitive teams in la houston and boston well boston was really good so i think that's kind of interesting
1: yeah definitely the the franchises of the nba the most famous franchises are lakers celtics and the nba would love nothing more than if those Great. teams are both good
2: well and you think it even going to to next year trying to kind of change the topic a little bit but thinking free agency next year you still have there's going to be a lot of big guys next year that are that could still go to la jimmy butler clay thompson uh isn't durant up again yeah um Kirk, Kyrie Irving but he's probably not gonna go there so but yeah there's Kawhi Leonard there's there's a lot of guys out there for 2019 that that could still w- want to go to LA play with LeBron
1: yeah which is the Lakers plan is uh they they got to land one of those guys yeah. uh you can't count on your veterans being JaVale McGee and Rajon Rondo Lance, Lance Stevenson Steven- blowing yeah. in your face yeah you, that that's not quite the title contending team that uh you put around LeBron but what about some of the other teams in the West? We're saying teams like the Thunder, the Lakers, the Rockets have disappointed, which means that some teams have surprised that are kind of jumping up and like looking like they might actually be you know, top I think, seeds. I, I think I think the Thunder was
0: probably one of the bigger disappointing teams so far yeah. this season. I think they've they've made some moves and made some interesting. On paper, they should be much better. I think than they performed. So I think that'd be an interesting team to see if later on they start to gel. And become more competitive but it's I, I just don't I mean it's gonna be so hard to get past Golden State in, the, in a seven game series I just looking don't at, see it at happening.
2: interesting teams that are up there like the Pelicans have kind of surprised me that they've done what they've done without Cousins uh, another team that kind of surprises me are the Nuggets uh, they lost a couple guys I believe uh, to free agency but they did gain like Isaiah Thomas I I'm not sure on his minute share but but that yeah. that is a team that kind of reminds me of the Bucks, where they have like Jokic, where you have Giannis, you Jokic, they have this big time star, hopefully in the future, and and uh, they could they could they could
0: be a force for years to come. I in, mean, in it, the West, what happened to Thomas? Like he was
1: such a force in Boston. I think it was that hip injury. Just never getting he, he, back. He's just never the same. Yeah, and the Nuggets right now have some kind of. Uh, Un- unsung heroes not the biggest name guys in their backcourt gary harris will barton jamal murray all averaging 15 points or more a game and
2: yeah but last yeah. year I, I did a lot of df dfs gambling <laughs> as you could say on draft Were you up
0: <laughs> i did Were i did positive, a lot of <laughs> positive bankroll
2: <laughs> yeah yeah no well the last couple of years i was but i haven't done it this year but i do remember those guys being on the list and i would look at them and they would they would always have good points and 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 good stats for them, so I could see them making a nice jump this year.
1: Yeah, especially uh, in home games. I know the Nuggets were trying to use pace to their advantage. You'd get teams coming in that weren't used to playing in thinner air, so they would try to really, really pressure them, really push the pace, and hope that they had kind of home court advantage by being a little more used to uh, playing in that kind of uh, that kind of condition. So yeah, Denver, it's kind of an interesting sports city. The way the uh, altitude seems to affect every sport, not just baseballs flying out.
2: So I guess, uh, kind of coming down to our predictions, I, I guess we're all going Warriors, huh?
0: When it comes to the West, I don't see anything else happening in the West. Yeah, I, I mean,
2: Warriors are it. You can
0: pick a Rockets. Different team,
1: Rockets just did people. take
0: the West last year.
1: That's true. They Technic- were. I mean, they were the one seed and maybe a Chris Paul injury away from winning that series. But I think that was like a best-case scenario season for them up until that injury in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I think they would
2: have to see a big jump from Capella, which I I think he could make a big jump. Um, but, yeah, I, they, Vegas has them actually at and almost the worst game total less than last, than last season at like eight, eight-and-a-half games. And for a
1: team that, you know, is known for shooting a ton of threes, they'll still do that just fine, but they lost Ariza and – Luke Richard and Mute, the one time Buck. Those are the kind of guys they counted on for defense and those guys are both gone. So, you know, Carmelo Anthony's not gonna come in and replace their defense. No. No, he's, nope. he's
2: not gonna do that at all. So we're all going Warriors in the West. Look into the East now. Uh, what do you what do you got for me, Andy?
0: Oh, that's a wide open area. I think it's kind of I think that's says probably the biggest parody of some really interesting teams that could come up and and surprise you. But I'm gonna I I after seeing the books start and maybe Homer with this, but I I I see them as a really solid contender in the East. I mean, I think Toronto's gonna be a tough matchup. That's why I'm really kind of excited to see what Monday, what Monday brings. Um, Boston doesn't nearly scare me as much as they did a year ago. They just don't seem to be um, as a competitive team as a year ago. Now again, we're only six games in so right and they're pressure, still pressure probably learning
2: how to play with with see, hayward, hayward now yeah. and
0: and then they're, they're
2: young guys from last year so I, th- I still think they're such a dangerous team they're they're one of those teams that could be like the Cavs and and sit back for all season and just kind of rest their guys because that's just what the nba is that's a, yeah. let's admit that um so there's not a lot of teams that play off the start so i think boston still is going to be there it's just I, I think what's interesting to me. I want me to rattle off the numbers from Vegas here. Sure. So they have the Celtics. Number one, Raptors, two, 76ers, three bucks, Pacers, Wizards, heat, and Pistons to round off the playoffs. Um,
0: Pistons kind of an interesting wild card. I, I don't, I, I don't think they'll be competitive and let's say, I don't think they're going to get to the finals, but I think they're going to be a definitely an interesting team. Blake Griffin there. Then he drop 50
1: last he week. He did have a 50 point game. Uh, it all comes down to how healthy Blake Griffin can stay all season. If he does stay healthy, I mean, it does give the Pistons, like, legitimately one of the better players in the East. And, yeah, they could be kind of a fun team to keep an eye on. I think if I had to pick uh, the finals now, I would still trust uh, Vegas's, uh opening numbers. I think the Celtics are the best team. Uh, Brad Stevens was so good. In the playoffs last year, you saw what they did, missing their star players, and they still made a run and almost got to the finals. Yeah, with you know Terry Rozier and Jason Tatum like carrying the team. Yeah, yeah
0: Tatum's scary. Yeah, for Tatum as a scary, scary player, and that, that's gonna make Boston, I think, interesting
1: in the East for a while. Yeah, as good as he looks, and uh, he might be like just now twenty years old. But looking at it, like, do you think? Do you guys think the Bucks have had? issues
2: we know in the past, getting that four seed, that home field, um, so to say, home court. Uh, do you think they're at four right now, so they do have home court according to Vegas. Do you think they could be higher than four? Do you, I mean, they the Sixers are above them right now as, as according to Vegas. They, they handled the Sixers. We've seen what they've done with this new system. Do you think their value kind of their win total goes up during the season, a little bit because of what Giannis Middleton and those guys have done already of the season with the additions. You gotta almost say that they almost won the off with their B additions, so to say, with Iliasova, Silva, Divincenzo, and and Lopez. Yeah. And how about uh, the coaching change? Which yeah, that's nice. a huge. That was a huge change. We all gotta admit that. I, I think that I think they are the Celtics. I just can't vote against them. Like like you guys, just to reiterate, Stevens is just such a great coach. It, it, they just hit a diamond and a rough there probably, and and but I do think Vegas has it wrong. I think the Bucks might finish too. I really do. I think looking at them early in the season, it just feels like I just feel like they can they can get that that two seed and hopefully get out of the first round and maybe get to the conference finals this year.
0: Here's my homework pick of the week. I'm I'm going Bucks. I, I like I really, it. I, I, I do think the Bucs. I mean, they're Bucks they t- and Bucks and finals. You're saying Bucks in the finals. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they took they took Boston, a good Boston team to seven. hayward yeah.
2: list Boston. That's just remember,
1: Hayward's a hell of a player. But the, remember, it did, that. taking the Celtics to seven looked more impressive as the playoffs true. went on. Yeah, that's true. With the
2: additions they made, yeah, I could I could see it happening. I I I am going. I would pick them to go to the conference. I can't pick them to go to the finals this year. I just can't. But I'll I'll, I'll pick them to go to the conference finals. Yeah, for sure.
0: It's like so another team? water bed for both of you. Okay, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna <laughs> so
1: a we're lot Bucks. of bottles of water. So
2: Mike and I are Celtics, and Andy is. I'm the, the Bucks. Bucks. I'm the Bucks. Gotta love and it. The, gotta love that we're talking Bucks for championships again.
1: I think it. Yeah. But I would say they get smoked by the Warriors. I would say Bucks in six, <laughs> against the Warriors.
2: <laughs> I love it. Bucks in six. Bucks in five. Wait,
0: nope. <laughs> just getting Warriors in five. Strike that.
1: So should we get to? Uh, the game we all watched today, the NFL Game of the Week. <laughs> game of the Week. The I love that. The Green Bay Packers in L.A. taking on the undefeated Rams. Was
2: it in L.A.? I couldn't tell. That
1: felt like we were in
0: Green uh, Bay. Green Bay West. Oh,
1: my gosh. That was amazing. That was, amazing. A, that was thing. a great showing by Packers fans. Hasn't that been the case, especially for uh, the Chargers, but I didn't realize Rams games were also getting that many you know, opposing fans just taking over the so yeah. stadium.
0: So there's a group that I've gone um, usually we try to go to one um Packers game away. I mean you guys we were we did a group together for a little while and we took a, a little hiatus, but there's another group that I, I went with like last year. Um, for example, we went to Tennessee. Um that was disappointing and anger But anyway, this year there was a debate between this LA LA game and then Seattle. End up choosing um Seattle, so they'll be going to Seattle, but L A, seemed like a fantastic place to go. You just watch it on TV. Bright sunshine. Well, we had a drizzly, thirty-four, thirty-nine degree day. Like it was ugly here, in Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, the weather alone. I guess uh, if I lived there, maybe I wouldn't be going to as many football games. Uh,
2: you know, sports. It's true, and they're probably we're waiting in line to get in, to watch their Dodgers losing five to one. Yeah, yeah. Th- they'll be. They'll
1: be, bailing. On the World They'll be bailing on that game early. I'm but. really happy
0: to see Boston smoke LA. Just, it makes me ecstatic.
1: I did say earlier I was cheering for the Dodgers just because I was sick of Boston fans, but as the series gone on, yeah, the the Dodgers fans are also pretty insufferable because, you know, most of them are just transplants who hopped on the bandwagon Manny Machado is now the least likable guy in baseball. He stepped on another first baseman's foot. Buck uh, defended him, I believe. <laughs> I, Machado yeah. must not realize that baseball games uh, are televised, that everything he does is caught on camera. Like close super up. Like, slow like mo. first yeah.
2: base, they have like a camera like specifically on first base. Well, yeah. what's crazy about
0: that is that it's super slow-mo, so it's going to make your things look way worse, exponentially more horrendous. Because it's going to be in super slow-mo, and it's going to be repeated 50 ways every angle. There's no defending it.
1: I can't wait to
0: cheer against Machado
1: when he's a Yankee next year. Oh, it's
0: going to be exciting. Machado doesn't play football,
2: though. Let's talk about these Packers. Oh, right. We're on uh, football. Oh, sorry about that. I know we kind of want to forget about this game a what little I, bit.
0: What, what I was really excited to see but. was Randall Cobb actually dressed up and playing in a game finally. Yeah, he made made a couple key catches in that game, too. Yeah, he looked good. Look looked good out there. I'm kind of bittersweet because it was nice to see him out there, but he's a he's my adoptive Packer, he's my guy. I don't think there's I think there's zero chance he's in a Packer uniform in 2019. So with, I'm really just soaking
1: this up as best I can, especially with uh, MVS as uh, we can call him because his name is too long. Marquez Valdez Scantling had a real nice touchdown where he yes. just put a move on, was running, you know, wide open down the sideline there. Safety's is late getting over touchdown i feel like he's kind of a star in the making
2: oh yeah he looked he looked pretty pretty great in that game it, he only had how many catches only, two, only catches, two catches catches but, but the touchdown was the touchdown was i mean he juked his guy out of his boots yeah so but yeah it and uh st brown had had a pretty nice catch too in that. equinimius equanimous st brown there's a great story on how he got his name too you guys everyone's got to look that up so
1: Right, yeah, named after uh, I believe an Egyptian god. Yes, yes. So. the whole family.
0: I wasn't named after his Egyptian brother is maybe. actually, I forgot where he's playing. USC maybe. Yeah, I believe so. But he's also oh. a very talented
1: wide receiver. Also named after an Egyptian god. Indeed. Look it up. But Aaron Jones was another guy. Looked fantastic. Looked great. That's promising to have you know Jones and Valdez Scantling really showing up and on defense. Jari Alexander, Blake Martinez. Like, this was a game that really featured, like, some of the young Packers players. I mean, the second half kind of
0: opened up a little bit, but if you would have told me that the Packers were going to be winning at half and the score would be 10-9, to 9, it was 10-9, right, at half? 10-8. 10-8, yeah. I would be you, Mike Daly,
1: Pete, are crazy. Whatever your last name is. <laughs> I, I thought the Packers were going to get blown out. I made no plans to watch this game with anyone or anywhere because I thought it's going to be a blowout. I am going to just sit on the couch under a blanket, maybe try to recover from being up all night. And all of a sudden I get sucked into the game because the Packers go into halftime with the right. lead. And it actually felt like a game they could win.
2: Yeah, big big couple questions I had for this game were... Can the Packers defense make the Rams punt? Because the Rams have barely punted this year. They were last in the league. They had 15 punts coming into this game, which is very—it's crazy to me that they only punted 15 times in seven games. So then they did. They made. They they stopped that defense. Was lights out. I mean, you gotta admit yeah, that yeah, defense. They shut down. Well, for for the most of the half, they shut down Gurley. They only had. Let me see here. I think at halftime he had 34 yards rushing, 49 receiving. I think he got a big chunk on that last drive, but but they for the most part they they shut him down on short on short goal line they shut down Gurley. Like it was amazing. You saw the Packers score from the one yard line and stuff somebody from the one yard line. Yeah. Which you don't see a lot in any Packer game. So
0: yeah, yeah, Petten's yeah, pet scheme was was fantastic. They, I think it helped having the buy. It show that they really um, focused on stopping the run. Um, I think they had to focus on, on making sure Gurley wasn't the one that's going to beat them. But he eventually, kind of did right. But uh, but unfortunately, I'm, they have so many weapons. It's it, it's unbelievable. Like between Robert Woods and you have Brandon Cooks. I mean, we we saw a Rams team without Cooper Cup. It was just <laughs> insane, and and Jairi. Alexander played very well. He had a tough, he had, did excellent coverage, but he had a tough assignment of following Brandon Cooks all over the field today. I think he's got to be one of the best rookie cornerbacks, which makes us feel good—at least me—for the secondary going forward in the future. I think he's only I mean, maybe slightly behind, like Denzel Walt, Denzel Ward in in Cleveland, but and we've invested so, good.
1: so many picks, high picks. You know, seven of our last ten picks in the first and second round went to the secondary, so we got to start seeing results there and. King made a few nice plays. I know injuries have been a problem, but if you could have King and Jerry Alexander as the corners of the future, you'd feel pretty good.
2: But really you you shut down Cooks and even Woods. You you did the job on those two guys. The guys that beat him were, were the tight end who I don't even know his name. He the, was a he was I don't even think he had that many catches on the year. So you had a couple guys on that team that that beat you, which is okay, I
1: guess. There was, uh, yeah, Gerald Everett, the tight end, had the one big catch, and then Josh Reynolds, the Cooper Cup fill-in, had right. two touchdowns. Next man up. Yeah, next man up, and it, it showed that that uh, Rams team is just a machine. But, I was,
0: I'm surprised they don't even use their tight end hardly at all. Like Higby doesn't use. Like Gerald Everett had a couple of decent catches today.
1: Yeah, they but they it, use their tight ends less than anyone, I guess, because they're just so stacked. They're so with Todd Gurley and then three good receivers. I guess you just don't need to rely on your tight ends that much. They're probably in there more to block than anything.
2: Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any uh negatives about this game? <laughs>
1: um there's one we play, lost. There's one play that a few people might be talking about. Before
2: we get to that play, I kinda I kinda wanna speak on two things. One, why isn't Jones playing every single series? It's driving me nuts that that guy, he gets 11 carries for about 40-something yards in the first half, I believe. Something like that. Why why is Montgomery and Williams, I know Williams is a good pass blocker, but we need to keep the Rams off the field, and now you don't have your best running back who's
1: getting over five per carry out there, and he's gashing them. Yeah, they still, for whatever reason, to they'll go to a series where it's like this is the Ty Montgomery series. He's going to be in the whole time. I mean,
2: yeah, they don't even switch him out. Like they they actually had him in there the whole
1: and, time, the whole series. And at one point, it looked like he may have tweaked his groin. He was he was kind of like trying to stretch it out, and they still left him in the game, even when it looked like he he might have <laughs> injured himself. It was still, we need to get Ty Montgomery the ball, which I can't understand. He just he hasn't made big plays. So I'm or, I, I'm number one. Then really, he made the biggest play of the game.
2: Right. <laughs> so before we get to that again, I I do want to say one more <laughs> he thing. He does not want to address one the, more thing. You guys the elephant know, in the room. You guys know how big I am a proponent of not using your timeouts in the second half right. until you absolutely need them. And we absolutely needed them at the end of that game. And we used all of them stupidly throughout the game. So I just have to say that on the air. I am a big guy about timeouts, and I could not believe how they used
1: them. I can back you up there. You, you talk about teams wasting second half timeouts every time we watch football together. You're like that team is going to regret and it using that time, and a no, lot, 90, a lot of ninety nine percent of the time, a, a lot day, of times you, you are right. It.
2: You're taking a stupid timeout. Rogers is trying to get him off sides or something. What, what was that? He was trying to get him off sides, and it, it was like it was yeah. like a planned timeout.
1: Yeah, I Why? think it was trying to get him to jump. The, I'm sorry. The, the old free play, which, remember, that was so good in the past, it doesn't seem like that's worked that much this season. I don't know. Maybe so, teams have been preparing for it.
2: So, I mean, I get heated up on those things where I'm pretty sure most of Packer Nation is heated up about one play, and that is the play that Montgomery had at the end of the game there, bringing it out 100, trying to get a 103-yard
1: touchdown. I think the only one that can answer that – is Ty Montgomery himself. Do you think why? Yeah, do you think the the coaches told him absolutely kneel in the end zone and he just
0: ignored that? Because guys ac- ac- do that sometimes. According to the press conference from Mike McCarthy, the plan in that situation is to kneel. So he basically said that, hey,
1: Ty, you are an idiot and you did not plan time for some hero ball. I'm gonna win the game. And even if he doesn't fumble, it's a dumb play. It right, is. it is completely dumb. It wastes time off the clock. You don't get to, what, the 35, which
0: you normally would start at? The 35, 20,
2: 25, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I would like to see a stat on that, how many times a guy actually gets to the 25, because I I don't think it happens ninety percent of the time. I don't know. Ty
1: Montgomery, he doesn't have elite speed. He's not a great return man. It's not like, oh, he's the best return man in the game. That's like, questionable. Why is he even
0: back there?
2: Yeah. I, you don't just, have anybody else, but why don't you just put one of the rookie wide receivers back there?
1: Yeah, or St. Brown
0: or Scant. I don't know. You could put no one back there. It would have been better. Yeah, I just or let the ball go out of bounds. I bounce. mean,
1: now that the team's a little healthier at wide receiver, what about using Cobb in that role? I mean, they had Tremont Williams on punt returns. And that they, didn't look good either. That didn't look good. Maybe Cobb. There is. There has been talk of Trevor Davis being the guy designated for return from IR just as a kick returner. I would be completely fine if they made a roster move. and Zerline was back in that game, right? Yeah, yeah. Zerline so was back. So he kicks it a mile out of the end zone. Clue number one
0: for time on Gurme should be, if I'm even catching this ball yeah. in the end zone, that's a problem.
1: Yeah, he's Like not, they want you to come out. He's nicely placed it right around the yeah. goal line. And we
2: still would have the two-minute warning if we ran a play too, right? Yeah. So then you're wasting a timeout, basically. <laughs> when you have a timeout, you have – basically two timeouts to go with rogers
0: traveling 75 yards it was probably one of the worst transpiring of events since the cardinals playoff game where rogers gets the ball knocked out of his hand and immediately intercepted it was so depressing defense. it was just like oh. all right yes this is exactly where i want to be i have rogers more than two minutes to go and he can win us the game
1: yeah I'm like yes it was such a letdown that they played well enough to be no. in a position only needing a field goal too. That all right? We're gonna have Aaron Rodgers is gonna have the ball with a timeout, two minutes, and we need a field goal. Perfect weather for Perfect Crosby weather to beat the best team in the NFL. Like I did not expect this at all. And then, ah, man, it was, it was tough the way well. this
2: team played was it, you have something to look forward to, I guess, because that defense just looked so much better. They look, they were getting after. Off with all these different yes. disguised yes. blitzes. Those blitzes were pretty, pretty solid. And Martinez played his butt off again. That yeah. guy, we have to look at him and being one of the best linebackers in the league possibly. Yeah, I think because right. he's just all over the right. place. And Matthews finally gets a sack, but well, I mean, granted, he hit the guy. In the I head. think Martinez he's is pretty is, lucky.
0: <laughs> he led the led the team in tackles last year, and he's leading the team this year. So yeah, yeah. But yeah. The, gets a sack. Lowry. The,
1: I mean, all defense. those guys.
2: That defensive line was all over the place.
1: Yeah, there was a couple third downs early in the game where the Packers just brought pressure and got to Goff and took him down. It felt so good to see that. To you know, this Rams offense, it's third down and all of a sudden we're getting in there and just blowing up plays. It was the best the defenses has looked. Yeah, all in my year for in that. my notes,
2: I have I don't think I have anything bad to say about that defense. And they they maybe got beat up. I mean, the fake punt special teams, but they gobbled up Gurley, Jairly. Jair Alexander was just so solid. He was all over the place. Lowry uh the jailbreak blitzes they had. Clark had that sack Granted, Granny was tripping, but they kind of got away with some holding here and there, but you know what that happens in the NFL. So, I don't know. It's just they had they had 3 and out. They 3 and outs on big time uh possessions for the for the Rams. They they got them in 3 and outs too, so it was just like I couldn't believe what they did and then you would have it happen how they lost that game was so disappointing because Rodgers was finally looking comfortable on that knee too I felt like he made some throws that that was like
1: Roger vintage Rodgers yeah and it also helped having all of his wide receivers back like this this is right where you want to be Aaron Rodgers with the ball he's got he's got his weapons drive down this is definitely one of the tougher regular season losses we've had in a while yeah, yeah i mean you you hold golfed under 300
0: yards passing i think that's the first time in what four weeks i mean i'm sure there's gonna be a stat check on that one but to hold him under under 300 yards this offense is nuts i mean their leading receiver was todd Gurley at 80 81 yards i think that's amazing i mean Gurley it's, still got his i mean he had 114 yards rushing so right. i mean combined
1: he's all, had hit almost 200 yards of yeah, offense it's, himself but
2: well, that second half he kind of took over so
1: yeah, That's and it, it's hard It's hard to keep the Rams' offense down. They did a good job of it throughout most of the game as it started to go on, you know. But like I said, it was kind of
2: like a bend-don't-break defense that we're kind of used to in the past. Like w- the last couple of weeks, it hasn't been that, even close to that. So, I mean, the 10-0, 10-0 deficit right. was the largest the Rams I've seen all year, and you could see that they weren't ready for that, right. and they were kind of flustered. And it's just it's unfortunate that – you kind of didn't see that, and you went to this short passing game, and you kind of got out of this let's run out the clock right. almost because let's keep the Rams off the field. I know we have Rodgers, and I know you want to just go for the jugular, but we have Jones. Like, use Jones. Because I, uh, it's the
1: Rams, so frustrating the to Rams me were, that you guys – we had 10 nothing. Yeah, the Rams could not stop him. They were doing that then to us. There was a couple situations where you could tell they were running, like at the end of the first half, and then – later on the drive where they kicked the field goal before the Montgomery fumble where they just wanted to feed Gurley too, to try to keep the ball away from Aaron Rodgers. Like if we can just, we got to kill some clock. are <laughs> two teams just playing keep yeah, away. <laughs> like we don't right. want to, you know, let the other team have the ball last. It felt like one of those kind of games where that, that's going to be the team that wins. And
2: Yeah. For a fun, fun game to watch. I felt it was it's just so disappointing how it ended. Yeah. Cause yeah. going into this stretch now you got the Patriots next week. Which I kind of guess you feel a little bit better. But, do you feel better. But yeah. But you're going into New England. You're not going to have thirty thousand Packer fans there. <laughs> How many ever were there? You're not. It's that's not going to not going to happen. You're going to have a lot there, of course, because they do travel well. But but in Brady land, it's going to be it's going to be a lot tougher in a Sunday night game, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, they have three of their next four games are night games, so. It does hurt with yeah at New England we got at Minnesota at Seattle all coming you, up. You feel like they could have stole this game and got off to like a good start on this
2: stretch and now they lost this game. They they lost this game. It, yeah. My Montgomery lost this game so. Yeah.
0: The only one the only one negative I think is still that offensive line play is still questionable f- for me anyway. It Rodgers is still quite a bit under pressure. And I know that's a dangerous front line that, that he's going up against. I mean, it was Sue and, and Donald. But you still – it's not going to be a fun next few weeks. Um Patriots defense is not quite as good as it used to be. But, I mean, they're, they're still a formidable front front line. And then you're going to turn around and go right into – back to Minnesota. Yeah. That's going to be a tough
1: one. I'd like to see them sure up that a little bit. Yeah, the interior line play did get dominated at times. I mean, this might be a hot take, but – um, Byron Bell is a mismatch against uh, Aaron Donald. I don't oh, know if Donald anybody. Him, I don't know like if a, anybody would have guessed that, but <laughs> I, don't uh, think so. I didn't predict that. Aaron Donald just ran. I mean, past Bell's him all and, pro, man. And uh, he ran right past uh, uh, the other guard as well. The other we'll guard, yeah, the other guard we have. Lane Taylor not working right now. This is uh, oh, this is lack of Lane it. Taylor, uh, there was a couple times he like Lane Taylor barely got a hand on him. He just was so quick off the snap. Yeah. But, yeah. oh it was a
2: disappointing but, one hey rogers knee is looking a lot better he looked like he was running around and once he did beat that blitz and beat those guys right. he made some nice passes and got, got guys wide open and adams is a beast yeah I mean, we doubted that guy sophomore oh. year we were all yeah, saying i had my all concerns. of us were saying that's let's, let's get rid of him right now and i mean he's turned into this beast i mean he's he's easily one of the best wide receivers
1: in the
0: league for sure, finish with another good stat line of five for 133. Yeah, I think Can't he's complain.
1: a legit number one. Like, you feel pretty confident about if you need a big first down or something, look for uh, Adams. All right, so you mentioned New England. Anything you want to mention
0: about the outlook for
1: the New England game coming up? Again, after losing this one, I really feel like we're going to regret it if we lose to the Patriots which I think we will that we'll look back and think we could have got we could have split these games and instead went 0-2 just New England at home and being able to scheme for us I, I don't feel that confident in a, especially a 3-3-1 three, three and one Packers team.
2: I'm trying to pull it up right now but I did see that uh, possibly the Patriots might be getting Demarius Thomas too so there's a little That'd rumor out there that would, be, that would be a lot of fun, and, right? You know,
1: and the Packers are zero three on the road so far this year. So that's good.
2: But yeah, I, I just looking forward to that game. I mean, it's gonna. I hope it's just like the game we just watched. I hope that defense shows up. That that front seven, I think, is very good when they want to play. I mean, we haven't even talked about Daniels and him kind of disappearing from the face of the earth lately, but. But, yeah, I hope I hope those guys are, are back and that defensive line can kind of get going and, and kind of get it, the ball rolling downhill the, the rest of the way here because that's, that's a huge part. If you can stop them up front, you can get to the quarterback. That makes the job way easier for Alexander and those and King and Haha mm-hmm. and all those guys back there,
0: Whitehead. Yeah, who knew a pass rush actually mattered? Right.
1: <laughs> in, in this NFL, I n- modern NFL, I never would have guessed right.
0: that. Yeah, it'll be a good one for sure. So if we have nothing else, I think we're going to wrap it up. We'll be back with you guys probably next week. We'll talk a little bit more of Packers-Patriots. But until then, yay, Red Sox. Destroying oh, yeah. our Dodgers
1: foes. It no, it don't call them my Dodgers. They're not my Dodgers. Is it is official. The Red Sox won. They're my them. foes. My don't Dodger foes. foes. Sorry. Fourth World Series since 2004. They, they are the new Yankees. Hey. I still like them
0: yeah. better than the Dodgers. I yeah. should tell you how much I hate the Dodgers. So yeah, a couple things, make sure you get the questions and stuff to the mailbag. I told you earlier, but definitely go to our website, questionable return.com, click on the mailbag link, send us some messages. Otherwise, you can also find us on Facebook at questionable to return and on Twitter at Q2Return. We'll be back with you next week. We're out. Goodbye. Go Bucks. Woo!